0: Like a bad habit, folks. We are back. Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Obed. I am Sherm. Glad to be back in action
1: once again, my friend. What's going on with you? Been that dream, like Pops, Mr. John's Witherspoon. RIP.
0: <laughs> <R>. <laughs> don't tell nobody. <laughs> Yo, we got a lot to talk about here today. We're going to talk all things football, both college and pro. Let's start on the college side, man. Got an unfortunate game to kind of recap, starting off with the Ohio State-Penn State game here. Dude, Penn State's just looking real, real soft. I know we kind of preferenced it last week, when I think when Chris was on as a guest, and talking about how James Franklin is not your X's and O's kind of guy. But, man, Justin Fields is just pretty much lighting it up. Um, you know, to me, he's now looking like he could possibly be the front runner for the Heisman. I know it's only two games in the season – I get it, All right? You know, I was high on Justin Fields last year. Look, showed out again this week. Only six incompletions. with threw over 300 yards and four scores. Man, I mean, Penn State looks like they're in trouble for the rest of the year. What would you say, Obed?
1: I would say that Penn State looks like they're in trouble for the rest of the year. Um, you know, again, I, had, I made comment about uh, – Time of possession, how important time of possession was. You know, you look at this game, uh, Ohio State had 215 rushing yards. I think pretty sure they had about 215 last game. Uh, one touchdown on the ground. You know, and Justin Fields, 28-34 to 34 for 318 yards and four touchdowns. Cool Um Penn State only had 44 rushing yards. To me, that means you've got three and outs three and outs often, you know, and you're going, you're 31 and 13 in the third quarter. You're not making plays time up. They only had 22 minutes of time of possession. Why? Because OSU can run the ball and can control the time of possession. They had 37 minutes in a second. They, uh, you know, and again, OSU, like I said, PSU, terrible on third down. They were three of nine on third down, 30% of the third downs. It's just, it, you're not going to win games against, Stout offenses that are going to have the ball there's only one ball if you can't hold on to it they're going to um, right and to your point about justin fields you know it's it's just the eye test right now and he looks good against the competition that he's played um, because uh, you know i I kind of want to go with Trevor Lawrence because Trevor Lawrence has played six games we've seen him play a very large uh uh, schedule but you know that schedule is full of cakes you know I kind of I kind of edge his way but we're not going to see him we didn't see him last week we're not going to see him this week against Notre Dame
0: right so I think you know. that kind of hinders him from missing two games like that that's why I was saying I I like Justin Fields I think it's no secret that I like this kid I think he can he's got he's he has great sense in the pocket he can throw the deep ball like I said he's he's a junior just like just like long Trevor is you know he could end up coming back who knows but and yes, and they have a shorter season than than Clemson does in the ACC. But now that Lawrence is out, I, can he can can Trevor actually come back after missing this that last game and missing this upcoming game and potentially be the Heisman favorite? Because po- folks are even looking at uh, the Alabama QB, um, what is his name, uh, Matt Jones? Mac, me, Mac Jones. You know, but to me, I think at the end of the day, it feels plays out balls because looking at the Ohio State schedule, dude it's not a tough one to say to say the least it's not a tough one at all I not think all. Iowa State can certainly run the table here and Fields will put it in himself put him himself in great position here to be the Heisman favorite at the end of the year
1: yeah I, I you know I'll edge and, and uh, agree with you on that one that at least the way that he's going and this is something that I'm like concerned about that like we should I don't think we should be giving Heisman trophy to people who like come out here and, and eat up a cake schedule Um, you know I think as time goes we will just watch Justin Fields just beast out on these guys and it'll be hard to like not have that conversation about him being the leader on that board
0: right 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 I mean obviously we've got a lot more football to play so we'll see how it goes another game wanted to talk about quickly was number 13 Michigan losing at home to unranked Michigan State to me time is winding down for Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor um they've got number 13 indiana this week coming up but man if harbaugh does not come out and let's say run the table which is going to be tough you know what i mean um given their schedule obviously they're going to end up playing michigan i mean they're going to end up playing ohio state at the end of the year but to me this could be the final year of jim harbaugh in ann arbor i mean this is what his sixth year in michigan if i believe correct And he hasn't won a bowl game since his first year in 2015 when they won the Citrus Bowl. And he went 10 and three. He has not won a bowl game since. I think folks are getting a little, I think the fans in Ann Arbor are getting tired of Jim Harbaugh.
1: I wouldn't disagree with you. I mean, you know, like you said, his first year when he went 10 and three with what, what you're saying is not his players. Um, And so now he has an opportunity to build this roster out the way he wants. And, you had a quarterback go 32 of 51 for 300 yards and not score a touchdown. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what these, these, it's just not quality. You know, he's not bringing in the kind of talent that you can even, when's the last time a Michigan uh, uh, team beat Ohio State, right? I don't know if you can make that as the metric for them because they mm. just have not been on their level for right, regardless right. of the coach
0: they don't have that premier player, you know, like uh, Justin Field, even before that, like an Ezekiel Elliott, like Ohio State has had, you know, yep. Yep. and it's just hurting Michigan, even though Jim Harbaugh, I like him. Maybe he, maybe he, if, you know, they they come to some sort of amicable split and he goes back to the NFL, you know, where he was before and reinvigorates his career on that side.
1: It just, they look flat when they play. They don't look exciting, you know? Like, I don't know if that's, if one can reinvigorate their career by making a switch somewhere. Like, you have to, when, when uh, Nick Saban left for the pros, it wasn't because Nick Saban wasn't successful in the college, at the college game. It was because he just didn't have the mentality that fit with those kids. But as soon as he came back, he went to Alabama and he started the winning again because he's a winner. At this point, we have to look at uh, Harbaugh as a loser because he was losing on on his way out when he left the Niners, and he's just been steadily losing with Michigan. So I don't know what kind of revigoration. He would just need a bunch of talented guys that he could ride because that just seems to be how he does his thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I quite frankly, I'm not really sure. If, let's say, he does – split with Michigan, where does he go in the NFL? I think there might be a couple spots opening up. Obviously, you know, we've got coaches already getting fired this season in the NFL so far. There will be a few spots, but where can he go to actually, actually be successful? You know, maybe he, maybe he goes to Atlanta. You know, maybe you know, someone like that who's, who, who's got a quarterback, who's got a receiver, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got a, who even has a running back as well, too, something like that. That's a possibility. Maybe who knows. But I think the time is now for Michigan to really – they need to turn it around right now, or I think the end of the year, we Could be looking at it at a vacancy in Ann in Arbor with the, with the Wolverines. Yep. Um, number one, Clemson, they almost got beat by unranked Boston College, dude. That was a that was a heck of a game, I've got to say, man. It came down, to, it was a pretty, pretty close It was a lot closer than a lot of people thought. I think at one point in time, um, Boston College was up, what, 28 to 13. Uh, yeah, going to the half. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they were 28 to 13 at the half. And then obviously, Clemson just turned it on the second half, shutting, shutting down BC, winning that game 34 to 28. As you know, Trevor Lawrence didn't play backup QB and freshman QB, DJ, and let me say this right, Uwagalila. Is that right? If I'm wrong? I have no idea. <laughs> DJ La. It's probably wrong, but I apologize to you, DJ. But he uh, he, I, he showed out, dude, throwing 30 or 41 for 342 and two scores. Um, But the star of the game, Travis Etienne, man. This senior running back is legit. He had, not only did he have 84 yards on the ground, he also had seven grabs for 140 yards. This Travis Etienne is definitely a bowler. Now they've got um, number four Notre Dame this coming up week without, again, without Trevor Lawrence. This is going to be something. This is going to be obviously the boss. I mean, excuse me, the biggest test for Clemson's you know this year. Can they pull it out? Man, without Trevor, I don't know. If it was, if Trevor was playing, it'd be a, obviously it would be a different story. But without Trevor, it's going to be tough. And if they can somehow pull this one out, they can easily run the table. Because looking at the rest of their schedule, they got Florida State, Pittsburgh, and Virginia Tech afterwards. They'll surely should go undefeated after that.
1: Sorry about right, that. I had some technical difficulties over here. I don't know why the video started. Um, <laughs> no, I have to I have to echo your sentiments on uh Travis Etienne being the truth and just kind of was a little trying to look at his uh his per game uh splits. Uh the man is literally a monster. I mean, I wanted to say that the reason they were able to pull his game out is because they have the Travis Etienne show, but like week to week, game to game, when is it not the Travis Etienne show? You know what I mean? I he's he <laughs> brings so much to the table for them that like you know, I I don't know what the knocks are for him going to the league. Somebody in the NFL is going to love having this guy on their roster. I know that much.
0: Do for sure, man. This kid, this kid. You know, he's five ten, two hundred five. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a big guy. He's he's a baller, man. He can just flat out ball. He's not overly huge overly big, but you know, he can catch balls out of the backfield. I was obviously the NFL is the passing league, as we all know. So he can, you know, somewhere like an you know, old maybe like a Ladanian Tomlinson, Le'Veon Bell type of player. So who knows? But I'm going to, for this matchup though, with Clemson and Notre Dame, I'm going to go Clemson. Um, it's going to be tough. I think Clemson needs to jump out early because, remember, you're going with a freshman QB. Remember that, folks. So you have to jump out early, get him comfortable back there. Because if they go down, let's say, by 10 or 13 points, he's going to get rattled. Remember, this guys are freshman. He's going to get rattled. So you have to jump out and come out early and quick and fast. Against, against this Notre Dame team.
1: Yeah, I, I got to say Notre Dame hasn't really been tested much uh, through the course of this season. So they're, they're flying right now. They're coming in here undefeated. Um, <clears throat> and while, you know, there's not much to be said about leading in the ACC um, because Clemson has done it consistently and, you know, it's all about who you play outside of that division. I, I'm, Clemson is on upset alert. I ex- I expect the cream to rise to the top, but they're on up settler. Like you said, they got to start fast. They got to get a lead, help this kid get comfortable. Let Travis Etienne as your horse ride this su- thing up into the sunset, or it mm-hmm. could be some problems.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Ian book just may go off for the Irish and we'll, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, another game I was kind of wanted to talk about quickly in the situation was the Wisconsin Purdue game up coming up this weekend it has been officially canceled due to a COVID outbreak amongst the Wisconsin um, team and, and staff. Uh, their last last their game last week was canceled due to the same thing against Nebraska was canceled. Now I believe if they have one more game can, uh, canceled because of this, they will be disqualify from big 10 title contention. Um, I'm just wondering with less games being played, like, let's say they do finish out their season. But with less games being played, should they even be considered for not only a big 10 title game or even a college football playoff? Because to me, it's just not fair. You're only going to play five or six games, whatever the case may be is. And all of a sudden you have going against teams who actually played a full or or full or quote unquote full schedule. To me, it's not fair.
1: I 100 percent agree with you. It's absolutely not fair. I don't think you should be able to come out from and, you know, I have to ask how much of this is on the team, how much of this is on the the uh, the program, uh, not doing their due diligence. You know, when <laughs> it's it's something to be said that Wisconsin itself is a hotbed right now. We talked about this last last week, but uh, they have had as of yesterday fifty four deaths, two hundred and forty three hospitalized in the last twenty four hours, seventeen hundred and fourteen patients, three hundred and forty seven in the ICU they are moving through the roof 50 wow. deaths a day. It is wow. it. And I am like, you know, it just seems like there's no, there's it's bedlam. It's it's, and this is just know,
0: statewide, right? Correct. This, this yes. is, this is statewide. statewide. This is
1: like it, the Wisconsin has an, the, you know, the Packers aren't allowing any home, any player, any fans into the stands because their uh, COVID problem is so bad. At some point the individuals in charge are going to have to make make a decision that, Hey, it is bad out here. We need to start listening to good science. It is the politics of that state are going to keep Wisconsin from getting on the field. And it's no one's fault but their own. At some point, you're going to need to stop, look around, ass- assess that what you're doing is not working, not wearing masks, not washing your hands, not, not distancing is not working. And it's going to, you're now shooting yourself in the foot. You had all year. I don't feel sorry for Wisconsin. Right. You had all year.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame that it's come, it's getting down to this, and it's going to continue to be an ongoing issue until they figure something out. But man, like again, I'll say it again: I don't think it's right if they you know they finish, if they only end up playing six games on the rest of the Big Ten pl- teams, play eight games, and they can somehow again, it's not right. You need to figure something. I'm sorry, and that's just the reality of it is. But you know what? You probably should have had a season to begin with. Hashtag just
1: saying. <laughs> so. IJS.
0: Yep. Anyway, let's move it along to the NFL. Let's crack. Let's go recap some games last week, week eight in the NFL. Um, first game, of course, I want to talk about. Oh, no one circles the wagon quite like the Buffalo Bills. Man, Bills coming out with that victory over the New England Patriots. Cam, of course, coming up with that costly fumble towards the end of the game while they were driving downfield. I was a little nervous. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little nervous, Obed. Um, I know you're a Patriots fan. I'm a Bills fan. Uh, but man... Patriots lose what they're this is what they're for lost in a row now Uh, or if not you know what's going on in New England dude talk to me
1: I I just I
0: you have no words
1: huh the 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 word the word is in my language is ass is what the word is I mean you know and then I've I've never seen I know that Bill Belichick doesn't dance but he's backtracking so hard it looks like he's doing the jerk You know he looks like Deshaun Jackson going into the end zone with the uh, Eagles. Uh, It's just that sad that and you know I don't. You talk about salary cap concerns. Well, then shed some contracts. Don't pay that big offensive lineman and keep Tom Brady because he's been helping you turn uh, chicken shit into chicken salad for quite some time. Pardon my French. um, With the players that you've given him on offense, and lo and behold, it doesn't help that Tom Brady looks fantastic down in uh, Tampa Bay. uh, You know, in a a winning team. Might, oh might, you know, might be a, a a Super Bowl contender because they have the defense to play and the offensive pieces, and they ha- still haven't even added Antonio Batshit Crazy Brown, um, and so. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it's another game where in the waning moments, Cam came up short. You think back to uh, uh, playing against Seattle and like one of the the most poorest runs into the end zone that he could make uh, from the one-yard line. Um, And then a fumble against Buffalo because you as a runner are running with the ball on your inside hand as opposed to your outside hand. That as you know, he's just not – dude, just if you're still reeling from having the COVID designation and and having the the COVID disease – Say so. I'm not gonna fault you for it. Say so. Say that you're having the cloudiness mm-hmm. that people mm-hmm. talk about. Say that you're having the fatigue that people are talking about. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna judge you for it. Like this, this is not a time to to act, yeah. you know, male toxic masculinity and act like right. you're too big to have had a, a debilitating injury.
0: Yeah, I mean, this game was 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 pretty much even throughout. I mean, look at look at the stats here. Look, rushing, passing, pretty much even, almost exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I just. Just, just poor mistakes, you know, like I said, the fumble there at the end by Cam. Buffalo didn't play an out some sort of great outstanding game. Josh Allen didn't even didn't even throw a touchdown. He had a pick. He did he did run for one. Uh, but yeah. Zach most would cleaned up running rushing excuse me, rushing for two scores. But, you know, this was nothing over the top. Kind of this was just kind of just just trick, matriculate down the field football, you know, as you go and you put it somewhere, you get you kick a field goal here and there, you may get a touchdown. Um, but, man, it's, it's looking kind of rough in New England, you are jumping back down to that division. And Buffalo's looking the way – I said it – hey, I said it – I think I said it before the season started. Buffalo was going to win the AFCs. The way it's going, it's looking like I may have been right bet. And I'm sorry to say, your Patriots look a little rough there.
1: I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I mean, when you – you can't get run all over by the Bills team, that you know that that's their strength. There was a time – and this is why a lot of these, these deficiencies and issues to me come down to Bill Belichick at the reason the Patriots are so great on offense is because Tom Brady was orchestrating that offense. The reason that they were so great on defense is because Bill Belichick is orchestrating that defense. Look at some of the defensive coaches that have come out of new England and where they've ended up. Okay. Brian Flores didn't give him the title, but all right. Mm-hmm. His son was coordinating the defense, uh, two years ago. And it was like the, no, the last year, excuse me. And it was the greatest defense that has ever played, you know, uh, or, or one of the most high flying and points scoring defenses that has been out there. Um, and, you know, then pre- preceding that, you've got uh, uh, Patricia, Matt Patricia, who we all can see does not know how to coach a defense at all. So, so- I'm going to say that Bill Belichick was doing all the work there. Bill, had, Bill got ran over. Not the Patriots defense. Bill Belichick got ran over. I don't care that you didn't have Stephon Gilmore, right? Fine. I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think it would matter. Uh, uh, Julian Edelman, not out there. Fine. Your, your number one wide receiver is on draft free agent. Your uh, number one running back is a guy that you drafted um, later in the rounds and Damian Harris, he had a hundred yards. Yeah. He's running the run attack is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he, the cabinet for the quarterback in that, that on the Patriots is far thinner than Tom Brady played with. So I, I I'll give him a shy on that. I'm not giving a pass to Bill Belichick. Right mm-hmm. back in the day, all you could bet, all you, with Bill Belichick, you could guarantee you're going to have defense, and the defense is not there, so it's going to have to be some changes.
0: Gotcha. Let's move it along. Vikings come out with the upset over Green Bay. I was stunned by this one, dude. Boy, Damian Cook was cooking that Packers defense, running rushing for 163 yards and what three scores on the ground. Even, even even had one through the air. Woof! Dude's cooking him up for real, man. Now, I, this I was complete. I was in complete shock by this outcome. I thought Green Bay was going to run over Minnesota because Minnesota has not been the team that we thought they would be this year. They're now what with this win, they're two and five, and if Green Bay dro- drops stuff five and two. You know, you know it's not a bad record, but man, um, I think that. Green Bay down. They did not make any moves at the trade deadline uh, yesterday, if not mistaken, or today. And a lot of people thought they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. Um, I don't really know who was out there to get. You know, there was no prolific, I would say, receiver out there. Unless you're going to hemorrhage the entire future of giving up first-round picks here, all left and right, which I don't think, obviously, they weren't going to do. But the fact of the matter is, Green Bay needs to figure out how to win now. You have Aaron Rodgers who is at this stage of his career, who is probably looking to at least get one more ring before he goes out. I mean, I think we can all say that it's the truth, right? And he because you True. know what? He he doesn't have much time left. I mean, granted, he's he's 36 years old. Maybe, you know, I mean we're seeing it differently. You know, Brady's playing Brady's 43, Breeze is 42, but Aaron Rodgers, Me, he may only play three more years. We do we don't know. The point is to win. Now and your Green Bay is not putting his team in position to possibly do it because, quite frankly, with those other NFC teams, which I mentioned, like in Tampa Bay and New Orleans, it's going to be a struggle to come out of the NFC for Green Bay. You know what I mean? So, but again, this game it was definitely an upset by the Vikings. Give it to them. But I'm I'm very surprised. That Green Bay, like I said, didn't make any trade deadline moves, and this game was a shocker to them. I think they're going to wake up and just kind of maybe even run the table.
1: So. Let me ask you this, Sherman. Do you feel that Aaron Rodgers is the kind of player that he just needs one other guy or two other guys that are good enough to do their job as a wide receiver too, and he can elevate them with his with his playability?
0: I mean, I know he's got Devontae Adams, but if you can, heck, you could have bought, you could have went after Antonio Brown. You know, bring in a guy like a like a Le'Veon Bell or something like that. You know what I mean? Who can dynamically change that offense? The defense is playing is playing, is playing de- fairly decent, I'd say, this year. Yep. But bringing in a dynamic player who can, quite frankly, just – because remember, Devontae Adams has had quite a few injuries the past few seasons. So yeah. when he's out, Aaron needs somebody else he can trust. Yeah. And, you know, he can't do it all himself. So, yeah. you know, guys like Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and, you know, things like that, they're not going to just – blow up blow teams out of blow guys out of the water you know and it's it's just a shame that you know they're not doing anything else and Lazard I believe is on IR now um so it's they're kind of hurting dude so they could they had they could have done something before the season started quite frankly and they chose not to they didn't do anything hey now.
1: there there it is I was trying to I was trying to pull it out of you I was trying to pull it out of you because uh the Packers Earlier in the year, when they had the draft capital, mm-hmm. opted to trade up and get a quarterback right. as opposed to getting one of the wide receivers in a very lovely uh, wide, uh, receiver deep, receiver draft. Yeah. wide receiver draft. Or last year, they could have brought in DK Metcalf and they opted not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and then so the word that came out was that they wanted to trade for Will Fuller. They couldn't get an mm-hmm. actual uh, uh, trade value down because they only wanted to provide like a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Houston Texans wanted a third round pick. Why? Because if, uh, if they do not have Will Fuller on their roster next year when he leaves in free agency, their compensation is going to be a third round pick anyways. So you might as well give us a third round pick now that Mm -hmm. makes sense. He is enough of a dynamic field stretcher that that person opens up so much more underneath. And I'm pretty sure he is, we've already seen him be very adept at catching long balls, that he's probably right up the alley with the kind of guy they need to open up the field for them, open up some rushing lanes.
0: Right. It stretches the field because if you got, you got Devontae on one side, have Will Willfield on the other side, that, that alleviates the double team possibly on Devontae. You can stretch the field, you know, if open, yes, it's exactly, yeah. I don't think it would have been a bad move. I'm not, I don't think Will Fuller is a top 10, not even, probably not even a top 15 wide receiver in this league. Fact. However, you have a guy like Devontae Adams who's getting the attention. Let some of the attention go away. So you can that'll open it up to deep balls to Will Fuller. Yep. So that's, yep. it, was, it wouldn't have been a bad move at all.
1: Exactly. And this is the problem the, the what ha- ended up happening was that the uh, Packers stated that it was just too much of uh, it was just too high of a cost. So you're telling me you're you're not willing to bring in help in the draft. You're not willing to trade for help during the season. You really are not going to help Aaron Rodgers. You're going to give him the subpar wide receiver talents in Equimini St. Brown. Uh, just another guy. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Just another guy. Geronimo Allison at the time, just another guy. Alan Lazard, he trusts. Alan Lazard can play. Alan Lazard is coming back from core muscle surgery and is probably still three weeks away. Um, even though he's been practicing so you can't and he might get injured again the Lacor muscle surgery is something that had that took out Julio Jones and Julio Jones is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now if that's stunting him you know and I mean it's Scott. not gonna be great for Alan Lazard but yeah the um, one thing that we can say we shouldn't have expected was that the Packers were going to stop the run because they still can't stop the run they weren't able to do it last year they can't stop a prolific running back 30 for 163 and three on the ground two for 63 and one in the air I mean two for 63 what <laughs> i mean had. Yeah, i got sprung with a great block on that run don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. you just got ate up by one guy and i think maybe yeah. this is the this is and the vikings that they wanted to see hide kirk cousins and let the defense and run game win it for you
0: yeah and then look at adam Thielen. Thielen didn't do squat in this game and they still put up put up four scores you know that goes to show you that and also goes to show you that Thielen is not as good when he's the number one guy himself. Because look at what he was doing when Stefan Diggs was here. Kind of kind of. to my point about if the Packers had Will Fuller. Stefan Diggs was in Minnesota. He was getting the attention. It opened it up for Adam Thielen. Now Adam Thielen's the man. He's getting all the attention from the defense. He's not putting up any numbers.
1: He's a 28, 29-year-old white wide receiver. He's not beating the double team. Just throwing that out there. It's not it's – not, l- listen, go back in your history book. Tell me the last time the NFL had a white cornerback. There's a reason. There's a reason. Okay. All right. <laughs> just just these just at they slow down a lot quicker than the other guys. Just throwing that out there. Got him. <laughs> Dude. I mean, it,
0: it, hey, it is what it is. So we'll see we'll see. We'll see how the uh, the rest of the season goes for Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, Miami got a victory over the LA Rams, which was pretty surprising. Two attack of Iowa won his debut starting out the game for the Dolphins. Um there was nothing really too impressive about it he didn't put up any sort of goalie numbers he didn't even throw for 100 yards but Miami it was really the defense side of the ball where they scored two scored two touchdowns here kind of shocked that Miami came out with his victory but Tua he looked all right I mean what do you what you think about your quick just a quick thought on, on Tua and his first start in the NFL
1: his first start was a game manager's dream uh, when the opposing quarterback coughs up the ball four times excuse me five times um you know it's it's uh, it's funny he coughed the ball up five times uh jared goff did his best lamar jackson impersonation but um, i'm so
0: hey
1: make sure you tip your bartenders and waitresses um (laughs) yeah he didn't uh to did not really win this game he managed his game the defense secured it for him you know the the special teams even made a play they had a they had a a touchdown a punt return for a touchdown jakeem grant shout out to you um but you what you saw looked good didn't make a ton of mistakes obviously when you're going against uh uh, uh, uh oh, goodness Aaron, Aaron, Donald. Aaron, Aaron Donald you're going to give up but you're go- he's going to come and take that ball away from you I, it's just you're just gonna have to give up uh, uh, live with the fact that you are probably going to cough the ball up to that man mm-hmm. um because he's beaten double teams left and right I think he's the most double teamed player in the NFL right now and that says a lot about what he's things, a is
0: he's like. a man amongst boys if, no
1: he's a monster
0: amongst boys okay
1: yeah. if he were to ever end up in Chicago they would have another monster in the midway count it um but put, yeah I mean don't this, put
0: him and Cleo Mack on the same team. That goes, same defense that's illegal that should be that would be illegal you put Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack on the same defense that should be illegal and banned in all 50 states
1: (laughs) (laughs) fact fact but again (laughs) if there's one if there's one uh side of the ball that is willing to take a pay cut to go and play with some other uh awesome player and like make a team fantastic it's defensive guys and dominican sue is doing it right now to continue playing in tampa bay with tom brady somebody he faced often uh as a player with the uh miami dolphins that you know what i mean it's hey never say never but yeah i think Tua it didn't look terrible you know they didn't ask him to do much he didn't have to do much but you know 93 exactly. one you know he took he, he had a, he had a sack it is what it is i think he'll be fine and we'll he'll get another chance to go at it again next week
0: yeah against arizona Gonna be a, gonna be a tough one there. Arizona looks pretty good, so we'll see how that goes. And of course, at the game of the week, which was which we forgot to believe, we got forgot to mention our picks the last week's episode, but we did have them in writing. Sorry about that, folks. But we uh, we did pick Pittsburgh over Baltimore. We both picked that. Man, Pittsburgh looking like the best team in the NFL. Um, shout out shout out to the homegirl Mitra, um, dude. She said it a couple weeks ago. Pittsburgh was the best team in the AFC. They, they, heck, they look like the best team in the NFL right now. They are seven and zero. Baltimore drops to five and two. What can we say about the Steelers, man? Both sides of the ball is looking real, real good. Remember, this is a defense team who lost who lost Devin Bush, one their star their star middle linebacker. Yep. But um, and Ben Roethlisberger didn't have a spectacular game. Didn't even throw for two hundred yards here. But and the rushing Pittsburgh. A team that is known for running the football heavily, you know, run first team, they they had 48 yards total rushing, (laughs) you know, and they still came out with the victory. What does that tell? What does that tell? Speak volumes to me. That speaks volumes with the fearless Steelers, and or does it say much about the Baltimore Ravens that they can't put anything up on a team that only ran for 48 yards?
1: I mean you 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 had two defensive scores you know like that that's going to be the difference maker there and like you said you didn't have to when your defense can come out and play like that you don't have to do much right especially when honestly this was this was all this was all Lamar Jackson's fault I'm just gonna say it you don't put the ball on the turf Mm. way too many times you get every time every time you drop the ball and you give it back to the other team you do so many things you then give them control time of possession you then give them more scoring opportunities for all, how many? How many uh, fumbles did this guy have? Putting them had, already in good field possession. He had three fumbles. He lost two of them. Right, and then putting them and then and then through picks, one of which was a pick six. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, it's it's you. He single handedly ruined that game for Baltimore. That they were in. They were in that game all the way down to the end. They were and in it, the game, yeah. And if he could have made a pass to somebody else at some point, at some point. He is going to have to be able to successfully manage having at least four or five guys. Yes, he did have at least six different receivers catch a pass in this game, but it's got to be better. It's got to be more consistent, right? He left a lot of plays out there, 21 for 32, 182, you know, two touchdowns. Uh, You know, he, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Ben Roethlisberger's stats. Uh, the guy. And I was just like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Maybe I'm, I'm talking. About, <laughs> no, actually, 13 of 28, 208, uh, two two. You know, a 65.8 rating. It just it was just so sloppy from Lamar. And look at Lamar's schedule. He has played two quality, top tier AFC opponents in the Chiefs and in the Baltimore, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he has looked bad. Okay, go and eat up all these other bad teams and get your stats up. But you keep looking bad against the cream of your of your conference. That doesn't bode well going into the playoffs.
0: And to me, the biggest thing was, again, I have to speak on it again, the running game. Baltimore ran for 265 yards, 113 from rookie running back J.K. Dobbins, and Pittsburgh only ran for 48. And yet they, Baltimore somehow still lost the game. And you said it, Lamar Jackson with the turnovers. He has to protect the ball. The number one thing coaches will ask from a quarterback Protect the football, the number one thing. You have to protect the football, and he doesn't do a good job of it. This is if this will be the Ravens' downfall. If Lamar doesn't learn to protect properly, protect the football, it will be their downfall. I
1: hundred percent agree with you. I hundred percent agree with you. Uh, It's he, he has you know it's uh uh it's funny because you're watching the post game and they're talking to Steve Young and Steve Young is like the 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 passing game needs to become more dynamic the passing game needs to take needs to become more advanced it needs to take a step forward yeah he's out there pl- running an abc you know uh, uh he might as well be the next member of migos with the kind of the kind of uh, stuff that he's spitting out here <laughs> right like there's no there's no flare there's no there's nothing at some point it's going to become so bland of an offense he's just going to start throwing picks all the time because there's nothing you're not you're not hiding anything not showing them anything. And, 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 you know, when he gets the opportunity to do finally, they let him run, he runs, he tries to make a play. Now he's trying to do too much. And that's where the mistakes come because you feel mm-hmm. like you have to hit right. a home run every time you catch the ball that you're going to start dropping it all over the place. And we saw that live in, in action. I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is the end of their season is not saying this is the end of his run. He's a very prolific player. I have to give him that, right. but at the quarterback position, what you should be able to do, he is not doing effectively. And now he has to learn at the highest level.
0: And again, I'll say this. I think I said it last week. NFL.com had him ranked as the number one player in the NFL coming into this season.
1: They gave this man an MVP trophy (laughs) for hitting a spin move against the Bengals, a bad team, tearing up the Houston Texans secondary, a bad secondary, Mm -hmm. going on uh, Arizona when they didn't have Patrick Peterson there to take away. You look at the touchdown pass that he threw to Mark Andrews run at the seam. The dude was just not even covered. Stop getting excited. I, I need to get on my soapbox for a second. America needs to stop getting excited for points. America needs to stop getting excited for points because all of these teams that size you because they're scoring points are not doing you a service. Defense wins championships. Okay? Mm. Preach. That's, that's what it comes down to. And you guys are going to keep getting excited because Bama's come out here and toss it up in the air. And they're going to come out in one game and mm. like, huh, it's halftime. They only have eight points. They're getting crushed by 14. What's going on?
0: I feel you dude. Let's move it along sir. Let's get into our next segment. Of course it's called You Right, You Mad. Uh, First topic here. I'm going to say to you Obed, the Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy should take blame for the poor team performance this season.
1: Sherman, you mad. And I say that because Mike McCarthy is not a defensive head coach. He is an offensive head coach. He's out there to instill an offense that is going to score a bunch of points. That is going to put the the ball in the air and into the hands of all of these dynamic playmakers that they've brought in, you know, especially their new eighty eight that they thought was going to run around underneath and make all these plays, which he was when Dak was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the the blame for these poor performances is on the front office, uh, on the GM, in that you you're the Cowboys haven't had a defense easily for the last three seasons so why you keep stacking offensive talent as opposed to go start from ground one build your defensive line build your secondary and then go get some linebackers to handle all the stuff that's roaming around in the middle and three years into the future today f- have dakota prescott playing with the offensive skill set pieces you didn't need cd lamb let be 100 you didn't need cd lamb you really
0: didn't you, you didn't really need didn't
1: him. You, you needed a safety you needed somebody to like have eyes on the quarterback to keep them from just throwing bombs all over you. The, the, it's, it's absolutely pitiful at a time like this when your star quarterback is out and then the backup is out. You would think the defense could step up, play a slow game, keep the team in the game, and that can't happen because you don't have a defense. So I don't blame Mike McCarthy. They brought him in to install an offense. That was high-flying to start the season. They didn't bring him in because he knew anything about defense, and that's on the front office.
0: Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Sherman, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me, I've already gone on my ramp, but I'll, I'll ask you this <laughs> one. Uh, you write, you mad. Ravens are not a serious contender for the AFC championship game.
0: I will say you mad. Okay. As far as being a, not a serious, I think you still have to take them seriously um, because looking at it, we're probably going to look, be looking at a, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, AFC Championship game. Probably that's probably. that's probably. the way it's looking, getting gearing, gearing towards, right? Yes. Probably. But Pittsburgh, I'm worried about Pittsburgh just because they don't have as many weapons as I think. Can't well, one can't they don't have as many weapons. Kansas City has. We all we all know that Bears <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and the way the schedule is going to line up, I mean. Let's say Pittsburgh gets the number one seed because right now they're undefeated. I don't think they're gonna run the table or anything, but I think Kansas City actually I think I'm gonna say Kansas City probably gets the number one seed. And let's say Pittsburgh wins the division. They get them get the number two seed.
1: Is there a number two seed? I don't think there's a two seed this year. There's well there no there only the number one seed oh, gets a bye week. Yeah. The bye week,
0: right, right. So Kansas City's gonna get a bye week, right? Yeah. So Pittsburgh will end up playing the seven seed because now this will be the first year that we have a seven seed in the playoffs. Add an extra um, loser, got it? Right, right, right. <laughs> so Baltimore, I think Baltimore will be getting in there. They're probably going to play something like maybe the Colts or something like that. So Pittsburgh could end up getting, you know, can have, end up getting upset somehow beforehand. Mm-hmm. Whether it's to maybe perhaps Buffalo, or something like that, or maybe Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think. Baltimore is still a series contender. I get it. You know, you're, you're, you're worried about Lamar. I think we have all said it before. But, however, I mean, excuse me, looking at their schedule coming up, they've got some rough ones. They now – they've got the Titans, which we got to the aforementioned Titans in a few weeks. They got the Steelers once again at Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. After that, Cowboys, Browns, Jags, Giants, and Bengals. They can easily run that table. Yeah. You know, so I think if if it's Pittsburgh stumbles at all, don't be quite surprised if Baltimore ends up jumping over them for the division. And that's why I think they can still be a serious contender, because if they get the number two seed instead of like, let's say, a four, a five seed, it's mm-hmm. going to change that dynamic. And that's why I say they can still be a serious contender for the AFC championship game.
1: I can see that. I can see that, especially you know, ending the season on that on that note. It'll be. I'm intrigued to see how they're looking at Indianapolis because Indianapolis does have a good defense. You know, uh, I they have been a little kind of spooked by Cincinnati, but you know, came out had a good game last week. Looked well against Detroit. Uh, you know, I so and hey, that Tennessee game. Don't think it's going to be a toss up for them. And at Pittsburgh, I just if you've never been to to Heinz Field in the playoffs. It is a very hard place to play. It's a hard place to play in general. There won't be any fans, so maybe that'll take some, some steam out of it. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, you already, lo- you already lost a tiebreaker, right? Even if you end up with the same schedule, they beat you. So you have to split. If you don't split, you don't have a chance. Even right. if they have the same schedule, they're not going to win the division out from underneath. What right, should right, right. be a two or three loss at most uh Steelers team, Steelers if, team. It has, if, if it happens
0: right all right so we'll see what happens there and last up here on you right you mad Obed I say to you JJ Watt should move on from Houston and switch to a contender in the offseason
1: you right um hmm. I think I you know we've we've championed certain players leaving and but Julio leave Atlanta Julio should have left Atlanta Don't, and went to please
0: Please, dear, uh, AJ dear, Green. Dear, Lord,
1: dear Lord, baby Jesus, please <laughs> let Julio Jones leave Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> um, uh, AJ Green should have left. He should have left. Yes. Instead, went back practice on a on a high school field and hurt his ankle again. You know, I, I and so JJ <laughs> JJ Watt has played. This guy used to be a tight end. My goodness, he brings. He could come out here and run Mike Vrabel plays and get and catch mm. a touchdown or two. Mm. You know, it, it to me it is just it's sad to watch what is happening to his career right now. Larry Fitzgerald should have left, right? He had one good uh, opportunity to play against the uh, and on. Listen, his run back in the Super Bowl against the Steelers on that on that kickoff return for a touchdown. He tried to will the Arizona Cardinals into a win as good as he could. Right? Um, goodness, he another guy that. You, Give yourself a chance. JJ Watt needs to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's got, I think, one more year left on his contract, then he'll be kind of become an unrestricted free agent. But man, you know, out of the last what four seasons, if not my mistake, he's only played a full schedule once in the last four. He played a full, he played all 16 games his first five years out of his career. Since then, he has he's only played. A full, a full season once. That was in 2018. And he hasn't played double-digit games uh, 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 of the last four other, other than that. It's in the last four years because he's in the injuries. And they're, Houston is, what, they're one in six. They're not improving. They let Bill O'Brien, the head coach, and GM go. You know, they're not bringing any other talent. They got rid of, we all know they got rid of D-Hop. D-Hop was obviously was the stupidest move I think we all can agree upon in the US offseason
1: because he didn't get a first round back for him if he got a first round back for him he would have been okay but that's stupid move. yeah yeah
0: I mean and JJ Watt came out and said the other day I think um was I'm not mistaken was said he said said, quote I'm not looking to rebuild I'm looking to go after a championship and that's what I want to do end quote you know what JJ you're right that's what you should want to do but you're not going to get it in Houston nope no, nope. that's why i think he's back up mobile.
1: your words with actions back exactly. up your words with actions stop re-signing make sure to start texting pat mahomes see if they got some extra money in the till
0: so oh, dude even go to go to tennessee bring up that that defense with him on, him on one side jadavian Clowney on the other side hey go oh, come on forget it wait a minute it.
1: wait a minute they already had that before
0: oh got him <laughs> that's why i said it i was hoping <laughs> you'd catch that sir i was hoping you'd catch that yeah
1: we playing t-ball out here ladies and gentlemen don't you worry <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get into the pixel bed um, looking at a week eight really really quick here um, didn't do that great we both went eight and five so hopefully we can improve this week let's get into it first matchup Thursday night football Green Bay at Santa Fran this is going to be an easy one for Green Bay Santa Fran doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo um, doesn't have George Kittle the defense everyone is hurt it's Green Bay all the way in this one
1: I completely have to agree with you. I mean, San Francisco also just put four players on the COVID-19 list. Kendrick Bourne, their number two wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk, their number one wide receiver. Dio Samuel, who's supposed to be their number one receiver, who is injured, is also on. And uh, their left tackle, Trent Williams. Do they have any players left? I, exactly. Exa- I mean, it's going to be the uh, the Jim Michael Hasty show, um, but uh, there's only so much running you can do against a team like uh, uh, Green Bay, who's going to come out here and try to avenge the fact that they got beat by a, a division rival.
0: I feel like they're going to have to start getting stadium workers to come down and help them do with all the injuries and COVID people they got. Dude, they got nobody left. This is I crazy.
1: Think, they got Russ Dweely, and they got Nick Mullins, and that show's about to do something. I don't know <laughs> what, but it ain't get a W.
0: <laughs>
1: Denver at
0: Atlanta. You know, I was going to pick Denver here, but I'm actually going to change my pick. Obed. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Denver, I mean, they're so inconsistent. I'm so, I'm still surprised that Melville Gordon went to Denver. I don't know why he went there. I'm gonna say Atlanta. And then obviously we know I know Atlanta's not good. They'll probably find a way to they probably will find a way to lose this game. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say Atlanta. They they just they need to win more than Denver does.
1: I would, I would agree with you. Atlanta definitely doesn't need the win. I, I just like Denver. Uh, their run game is clicking. Philip Lindsay looks good. Uh, they're coming into a place where again, Atlanta tries to find a way to lose games. Will they be able to play it? Being in a dome, I think is to a benefit for them. Um, we'll just see the the defense coming in is going to be the Denver defense. So we'll see what Atlanta's able to do.
0: Right, right, right. Seattle at Buffalo. To me, this is a big test for Buffalo here. I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm, I know Buffalo is probably gonna be the underdog in this one. Seattle. Let, let Russ Cook. This dude is lighting it up. He's probably the MVP front runner here. But I am gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, folks. I'm, it's gonna be a nail bite. It's gonna be a close one if it comes down. If Buffalo does win, Seattle may hell. Seattle may blow the roof off this one. It very well could happen. I'm not saying you can't, but however, I'm going to stick with, I'm saying Buffalo by no more than
1: three. I can get down with that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Buffalo train just because of last week, looking at uh, Russell Wilson, the way he played very poorly against the, uh, the air raid zona Cardinals. I, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily say Arizona's the best defense in his, in their division uh, because we know the Rams are, you know, up and down. The Niners are injured. Uh, and Seattle has no defense, and that's something that I think mm-hmm. is going to hurt them in the long run. Playing against like game like a team like Buffalo, where a guy like uh, Josh Allen wants to just bomb it, right? Stephon Diggs is probably not going to have a lot of problems getting into the, the uh, third. Uh, level of the defense and then he's got a litany of guys underneath and john brown and cole beasley mm-hmm. uh, and zach moss running hard like i just it, seattle is having problems stopping people and needs uh, russell wilson to cook i hope he's got a spicy meatball ready to go because buffalo is going to bring that heat
0: Yo, but you know what? Buffalo has to have the, the challenge of trying to slow down DK Metcalf, who Oof. just looks who just looks like Oof. a straight cyborg out there. Dude. Donkey so gonna... Kong
1: Metcalf, don't get hurt.
0: Mm, God, let's go. Chicago at Tennessee. I'm gonna go Tennessee. And Nick Foles still looking like eh, Nick Foles. You know, doing Nick Foles things. Um, there's a rumor that there was somebody was considering that start thinking about the Bears should you consider switching back to Mitchell Trubisky <laughs>
1: smoking crack <laughs> smoking <laughs> crack good,
0: good lord please don't please don't go back to minivan Mitch <laughs> okay let's go Tennessee
1: R- roll up and at that uh Toyota Sienna not today son not today <laughs> Tennessee
0: yep yep Baltimore and Indianapolis I know we talked about it Baltimore while i here I'm gonna go Baltimore this one they gotta bounce back off that loss from the front Pittsburgh
1: they do got to bounce back off that loss, and they need an AFC win because you know again they lost an in division uh, rival game that's gonna put them behind the eight ball. They definitely need to get this. I'm sure they'll see Indianapolis because uh, Indianapolis is probably gonna win uh, the AFC. Oh no, they're not gonna win the AFC South. That's gonna be. Uh... Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee but, yeah. but Indy, Indy, Indy will probably
0: get the walk. remember there's seven teams this year and
1: it's seven teams now no, we're sorry. adding another loser okay yep, yep. so Indy. yeah they so they definitely need this win they got to come out and look good this is Rose, Xavier Rhodes has looked very good this year now that he's on this defense they've got great uh, push up front um, but I, I'm gonna go with Baltimore
0: yep 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 here Let's keep it going. Um, Carolina at Kansas City. Easy one here. Patrick, my homie, homie going to keep lighting it up. Kansas City just looks pretty much unstoppable, dude. I don't think anything's going to slow them down. Let's go, KC.
1: Maybe not slow them down, but be able to compete. What do you think about the return of Christian McCaffrey? Does that change this game at all to, for you?
0: How healthy is he, though? Is this a rushing? Is this a rush thing? Like, hey, dude, we need you back. Hurry up. Let's get on the field. Or is this like, oh, is he actually 100% and healthy where he should be playing that's my only concern because quite frankly I don't think anyone feels that the Panthers are going to do anything in the long term this season so why rush him back but I think that's the main, that's their usual mentality of these of these NFL teams is you guys get back as soon as, as, soon as they can which I, I I'm not mad about it but mm-hmm. I'm just saying how really truly healthy is the guy coming with that high ankle sprain you know is it worth it especially going against Casey which you're probably not going to win anyway that's what I'm Fair. saying why not yes. hold him why not hold him out another another week There's no reason to bring it back. You're going against the top team elite. And as a matter of fact, hold him out two weeks because after this game, you got Tampa Bay, which they don't get any easier for Carolina. Okay. So So hold him out out for two more weeks and you go against Detroit. Okay. That's when you bring back Christian McCaffrey.
1: Exactly. Trying to make a push into the end of it.
0: Again, hashtag just saying.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to echo everything you just said, Kansas City all the way.
0: Yep. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota. Stafford is actually on the COVID-19 uh, reserve list. So who knows if he's going to play or not. So I'm going to go Minnesota.
1: Is it a, a David Blau uh, production is out they about to do out there at the quarterback <laughs> position. I'm going to go Minnesota. I mean, I think what was missing was the run game. I think all year what they wanted to do was run a very conservative t- game of run, 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 take your shots when you can. Uh, and then, you know, just, just play it out like that. Much like the way Kansas city was doing things before they really unleashed Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yep. Uh, the New York football Giants out of Washington. I, I'm i only picking a team because I have to pick a team. And so I guess I'll pick New York. I mean, two were the worst teams in the league. So whatever, let's go New I'll just say New York.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like Washington's coming off of a bye. And, you know, Ron Rivera with two weeks uh, to prepare for the New York Giants should be able to do something after watching the Giants just be abysmal. Um, but... God, I think but Giants didn't
0: look too bad against Tampa Bay Monday night, dude. They were, they were in it right to the end. He came out to the last play of the game, which mm-hmm. which was pass interference folks. That was a
1: short, absolutely complete. pass interference. He made contact before the ball was there. I don't care if it hit his arm. He contacted the player before the ball was there. So I agree with you. It was defensive pass interference. And the Liz, what it sends them to overtime. It doesn't rob them of the win. You can only right. want it to end time rated overtime, but yeah. still
0: the Giants are actually, even though they're, they only got one when they're contending in these games, That's they right. are. you know,
1: especially against the, uh, the Eagles they were contending in that game too so yeah you know I, I would I will go out on a limb and say that New York is going to pull this one off
0: yep yep Houston at Jacksonville another poor matchup here with one win teams I'm um, just picking a team because we got to pick a team um, I'm going to go Houston
1: Jacksonville playing with a backup quarterback I'm gonna go Houston
0: yeah, Las Vegas at Los Angeles. Um, the Chargers, um, I'm going to go Raiders. Chargers, of course, still going with their rookie Q- QB, Justin Herbert. You know, still too young in the game, so I'll, I'll go Raiders.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Los Angeles has not looked bad. They played very well. I have Justin Herbert on my one of my fantasy teams. And he's just coming out here, tossing multiple touchdown games, 300-plus yards, you know, making plays, leaving a lot out there, too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I just feel like this is this is – I like what I've seen from Derek Carr. I think they're coming around as an offense. They're definitely improving. They're trying to get Henry Muggs more involved. I'm going to take Las Vegas.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Next matchup, Pittsburgh at Dallas. I'm going to say Dallas loses by 30.
1: (laughs) This is going to be another game where you're not going to need to see the Pittsburgh offense do much. They're just defense is going to go out there and eat these guys alive.
0: Yeah, I think this is kind of an easy one. Dallas is still going with their third string QB. Andy Dalton, I think, has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list, so – if Denucci starting again, he that dude looks like a fish out of water. He don't know what he's doing. He looks scared. So,
1: oh my goodness, yeah, yeah he's just, not he's not long for this world as a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, uh, Miami to Arizona, which we briefly talked about before. I'm going to Arizona, man. Arizona looks pretty good. Kyle Miller, Cliff Kingsbury look, look to be on the same page. I'll go, I'll go Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. They're definitely clicking at the right time. Uh, this could be a good, a good uh, test for them as well. Uh, Miami is going to come in with a good defense. You know, this, they're mm-hmm. going to be able. To, I don't. I just don't know what Tua is going to give us. If he only gave us 93 yards and one touchdown last week. Right. Uh, that's not going to be enough to take the show on the road and beat mm-hmm. Arizona.
0: Exactly. Uh, probably the game of the week here. Uh, Tampa Bay is hosting New Orleans. Breeze and Brady once again. Man, this is going to be a real good one. But, man, Antonio Brown will be in the lineup against the Saints, folks. So, you got Mike Evans on one side, Antonio Brown on the other side. Possibly got Chris Godwin coming back from that finger surgery. They said it's really just a matter of can he tolerate the pain. And, oh, and you got Gronk. I mean, the weapons are enormous for Brady. Yeah. Tampa yeah. Bay wins this by at least 10.
1: I think more than that. I mean, you're right. if you're... <laughs> <laughs> this defensive coordinator for the uh the New Orleans Saints he he better have a hope and a prayer people are saying that Antonio Brown looks like he just left the Pittsburgh Steelers like huh. he's that hungry he's in shape he's ready to go this is pure talent pure speed mm-hmm. you know like the the, the man is if I you sorry go 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 no if you if you're if you don't double cover him you're going to get ate up by him, and as soon as you double cover him, Mike Evans is going to go off. Mm-hmm. Cameron Braid is going to go off.
0: Gronkowski. Uh, off.
1: Gronkowski is going to go off. Health. OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Howard. Howard's out with a uh, ACL, a uh, torn uh, Oh, oh that's, right, that's right, that's but, right, uh, Chris Sorry. Godwin. Chris Godwin. Chris, Robin. Chris Robin. Yeah. I don't even know if they need Chris Godwin. Like it's this is you it's a know. matchup nightmare. It's a mm-hmm. matchup nightmare. Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm excited for this game. I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see AB what he looks like in his first game back from suspension. And the Monday night matchup oh, and the bottom of the barrel of the AFC East: New England at New York. I'm sorry, Obed. your team is looking rough. You know, what? I will go with I will go with your squad here, but the jets are just pitiful that's the only I... reason
1: why you go in new england because they're playing the jets
0: yeah literally that's it you know and i I, heck, I said it the first week of the year the jets will be the worst team in the nfl and it's right now they're on pace to continue to be the worst team in the nfl
1: sure you right you mad trevor lawrence is going to stay at clemson next year
0: <laughs> you right
1: if we we don't release the YouTube on this, the the, uh, the stream of us recording while we're talking, uh, you need to see the face that Sherman just made when, when I asked him that question. Like, I must have been just out of side of my mind to even ask the question. Outside <laughs>
0: your mind, outside your body, outside your <laughs> crib. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, the only way he goes to the NFL, even if the Jets have their first pick, if he decides to pull an Eli Manning and say, you know what? I ain't playing with y'all. Trade me right now.
1: Yeah, Eli Eli had had Archie Manning on that one, and I, I love Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's definitely uh, Mike Pence's lap dog, but he does not have the white privilege to go up there and be like, I'm not going to play for this team. <laughs> Got him, dude. We'll see what happens
0: there. Folks, that's going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. We are rolling out with another one here for you. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as on Spotify, also on Twitter at B W W E N T for Obed. bed. I am sure. And we're going to catch you guys next time. Peace.